0: This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts Podcast with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK.
1: Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's a liar and friends with some revelations. Little known fact of the day, every little thing's gonna be a-okay. A-okay. Hey, everyone. New episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday, and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos and interviews and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today, she may be one of the greatest actresses of our generation, but she really believes her true calling was to be a pioneer woman. Welcome, Elizabeth Marvel. A-O-K. A-OK. Hey, everyone. I am here today with Elizabeth Marvel, who has an extensive theater resume. Plays include What the Butler Saw, as You Like It, Henry V, Alice in Bed, Lighty Breeze, Almost an Evening, Hedda Gabler, A Streetcar Named Desire, and Therese Racan, Top Girls, and Other Desert Cities. And she has performed these plays on and off-Broadway and basically has won an award for almost every role she's <laughs> ever played on stage. Some of her standout parts on television include the shows The District, Law & Order, SVU, 30 Rock, the Good Wife, Nurse Jackie, Fargo, and most recently for Netflix, House of Cards. Films include Lincoln, The Born Legacy, Hyde Park, The Other Woman, and for Joel and Ethan Cohen, Burn After Reading. And true Grit. Mm-hmm. She is a native of Pennsylvania, although I believe born in California. That's right. yep. She graduated from the highly regarded Juilliard School in New York City. She's also my neighbor in Brooklyn, which I take <laughs> great pride in. And I want to welcome to my podcast, the lovely Elizabeth Marvel. Thank you. There are so many roles that you've done and jobs that you've had, but House of Cards, are people confusing you? With a real candidate at any point in your, <laughs> life, in your life. I
0: do have a lot of people saying, I wish you were running. That's a compliment. Dunbar 2017. Yes. I hear that shouted at me a lot. But as far as like full on delusional confusion, no, I have not experienced that. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Would
1: you say in terms of television roles, is Heather Dunbar becoming somebody that is now living
0: with you yeah. significantly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How has that been? I've been around so long and it ebbs and flows, Mm -hmm. you know, it just ebbs and flows. So I think the strange thing is this obsessive consumption that people avail themselves of now, which creates an obsessive reaction. This idea of binge watching? Mm, Which is different. Before it was like, yes, I'm in your living room and so you feel comfortable Talking to me in the grocery store. in the grocery store, and that's fine. But now it's you know the cell phone videotaping me on the subway. It's also social media, which I live outside of. Mm-hmm. I don't participate in social mm-hmm. media personally. Um, well, you will start because in order to get the podcast going, <laughs> we'll no, take this care is of a whole later. other thing that's constantly coming up against with contracts and mm-hmm. jobs that they want you to do that. Yes, and they want to put it in my contract, and they will even like I. Been asked that they will hire someone to do it for me, and I respectfully decline. Right, I'm just personally, just for me, not comfortable with it. Right. Totally understand why people do it's and helpful think for numbers. That's clearly right. it's very important, and I get it. I'm just an old hippie though, and it just isn't me. Mariska on SVU tried to like break it down, like, and I was, I nope. yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's also a relationship to time that I don't engage with, although right. I don't really believe in linear time. And I think that that's being proven to us every day because time's sort of... Can you elaborate? um, It's something that as a child became very clear to me that time doesn't exist linearly. And I've always sort of operated that way. And then as an adult, I've just sort of acknowledged it. But I I don't quite Meaning participate in you
1: it. You live within the realities. Yeah. Like it's ten of o'clock and mm-hmm. they walk like me I, on. Right? Exactly. Like you showed up today at this actually you mm-hmm. were early.
0: I am. I am. I, I like to make room for error. No, I like to wander because I don't really agree with clocks and schedules. I have to sort of operate. Uh, it's hard to explain.
1: It's hard to explain. <laughs> Quickly. But I do think it would allow you to have a huge Twitter following. <laughs> but you think kind of rebellious in terms of not doing things that shows have asked you to do. I heard when you first got on a show called The District, mm. which was the beginning of your being in people's living rooms, mm.
0: yeah. that they asked you if you would consider doing Botox. Mm, Is that a true story? That is true. Yeah. I was in my early 30s. I was a very heavy smoker at the time. Okay. And I had a lot of road on me. Which you had Um, when you auditioned for them. I did. You were
1: not a different person. That is correct. Just two weeks later.
0: as a 30-something person, I was sharing the screen with many 40, 50-something women because our lead was a gentleman in his 50s and so the women playing his love interests were in their 40s and 50s and had no road on their face right so being a younger person with lines was odd and awkward they felt they even would like come into the makeup trailer with needles (laughs) but they they it was at a time too where it wasn't like you know it wasn't like it is now where it's, you know, you it's getting a blow dry. I think it's important to talk about this stuff yeah. as women, especially yes, as absolutely. women. I'm a 46-year-old woman. I participate in the business of television, and I love it. I mm-hmm. love TV. And where I am at with... Stuff, you know, as far as cosmetic stuff, um, I'm not comfortable with anything. For me, this is yes. just me, and it's no judgment about anything. I personally don't want anything cut. I have gotten Botox. I have gotten, um, what is it called? The uh, Not the facial, but the... Appeal. Appeal. Will you a leave your doctor's times. numbers here? She's can fabulous, you by the way. She's very, balls. very conservative. Okay. But because I... Need to look the best version of my age, mm-hmm. and I get it, and that's part of working, right? And I, it also feels not nice. it's funny because for me, in work, I have no vanity. Mm-hmm. I just did, a, I just finished a movie where <laughs> it's a good when thing she because says I no really, vanity. really no vanity, okay? But in Is this life, I do. Yeah, 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 okay. But in life, I do have vanity, I really do, and I, I want to look. Pretty and I want to look nice, and I like getting a little pick-me-up now and again. <laughs> so
1: when you say, I
0: love television mm-hmm. and the doing of television, yep. you are
1: really well-known for being an incredibly committed, hardworking theater actress. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a reputation of being incredibly adventurous and willing in the process, working yeah. incredibly hard, showing up super prepared. Yeah. Um, game. Yeah. Right. And that can you talk a little bit about the kind of botox you do for theater versus film? <laughs> no, can you talk, is there a different um, No, but can you talk about you take it out. I can just I, see like them coming with like a little plug. she's doing a play. I get the nightmare facial massage right, get it to out. counteract. Um is it a different animal for you? Sure. Can you talk a little bit about how you would approach one? differently than the other. Oh, Obviously, the paycheck is much lovelier one is than one than the other.
0: But can you they're talk just a little totally bit about it? I mean, film, television, and theater, three completely different experiences. Okay. And, you know, one of the ways, crudely, this is very crudely, that I feel different about theater versus, you know, film or television is... With film and TV, what can happen in front of a camera is can be so organic and immediate. It's sort of like a person that has a lot of natural musical ability mm-hmm. and teaches themselves how to play guitar and becomes a, a great singer songwriter and or the person that plays first chair violin and trains and has Very deep technique. Right. And the demands of that kind of nightly performance in an orchestra and working with an orchestra, that you are one of many. And then the difference between film and television is so radical. I I love TV because I have a very fast creative metabolism. Mm -hmm. I work really fast, Mm -hmm. and I love working really fast. It's a joy. It's a pleasure, especially after so long of doing dominantly theater. I spent most of my early years as an actor on stage and living inside of things for long periods of time. It's a lot like being an athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, at at four o'clock, the shades sort of go down in your brain and you begin to be somewhere else.
1: How have you managed that being a parent? I don't really
0: do theater anymore. It's too hard. It's too hard. Because you can't shut down Mm.
1: that many hours a day and be that's available
0: right. in the way that you want to be. That's right. Yeah, I I rarely do theater since becoming a mom. I am gonna do a play. In the However, fall, that being uh, said, but it's been five years. Right? Um, Is that right? Mm. Picnic
1: was five years ago. I think so four or five I don't know
0: linear time don't stick me to it who cares it's been a while there
1: was some time that happened (laughs) all right
0: well how thrilling for New York audiences it's interesting because Bill my husband who's a marvelous actor Mm -hmm. he has been encouraging me a lot to do a play because you know that wolf is starving and so is I to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a while. And it is, I am, you know, I am sort of a stage animal. When you got out of Juilliard, mm. what was the first job that you had that was professional? The first job that I did right out of Juilliard, Michael Langham, who was the head of the program yeah. and my mentor, took yeah. me to Stratford right out of school. And I did measure for measure with Colm Fiore and Brian Bedford. That oh, was my, my first goodness.
1: job. goodness were you an actor as a child
0: no. is that something you grew up nope. doing no I I uh, no I was always drawn towards the visual arts and that okay. was always my focus I I am in many ways inappropriately a performer because I am I'm not by nature an extrovert I have a lot of social anxiety and a, a lot of anxiety right? <laughs> in general it sounds like you're actually perfect um, to be a performer <laughs> The one thing I can say with confidence about myself, you know, for better, for worse, I am an actor that will never say no. Mm-hmm. I always say yes, no matter what you know to with, the with, director to the director and the or the playwright yes and the the experience that we're having or my fellow actor you know i will always try you're game i'm totally game always game how and, else will you know right and and one of my great joys is working with playwrights because i love being the canary in the coal mine mm. i love going down into it and bringing back information it's it's really what gives me the most joy of almost anything is uh but I'm a digger. I'm mm-hmm. a digger and I'm I'm a merciless digger.
1: Most people don't do that because they are scared of seeming foolish. Um Like as a little I've kid all, yeah. were you not concerned with what other people nope. thought in general? I was a
0: weirdo. Yeah. Weirdo. Weirdo.
1: When you weirdo. say that, what image of yourself as a kid? Like, what are you doing when you Um, say that?
0: I, I don't know how, but at a very young age, I learned about Wendy O. Williams of the plasmatics and she had like a rhinoceros horn implanted in her forehead and she was my like ideal. I would hang, like as a little kid, like as soon as I was old enough to walk away from my house, I'd go to the cemetery down the hill and I would sing to the dead people and talk to them and like they were friends and, wow. uh, yep, my father died when I was very young and okay. my family, How old were kind you? Of, I was 11 and my family kind of erupted, you know, and we all moved away and I, what do you mean we all moved away? Well, my mom remarried shortly thereafter and moved to Sicily with her new husband okay. and my brothers were both away at school. And then I started going to boarding school. At at such a young age. At 13. Right after, pretty close after this trauma happened. Pretty close. And from that point on, I sort of was on my own journey becoming whatever it is that I (laughs) am. That sits before me right now. Um, (laughs) So so the thing about, uh, the thing I can say is that I, I... the thing that's kept me alive and going is that I, I never fear asking questions uh-huh. or asking for help or saying, I don't know, or trying. It's just what keeps me alive. When did the trans because you went to Juilliard,
1: which is such a, which is a place right. that people go to to really study the craft yeah. of
0: acting. When did the transition happened for you. I was out of high school and I was very young and bumming around London. Theater was very cheap and I didn't have much money. And I went to see Vanessa Redgrave in A Touch of the Poet. And I was like three rows away away from 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 Vanessa Redgrave. And I watched her and she did this thing where she brushed the hair away from her face. And it was like, 20 years of life rippled across her face, and I'd never seen anything like Mm -hmm. it. I'd never seen anything Mm -hmm. like that. And it was like, I've I've likened it, because I've told this to a few people over my life, and it was like how I imagine people must have felt when they saw Houdini perform. It was like this. How did they do that? How, how do is he doing fuck that? Fuck! did He's that? a human.
1: I'm a human. Exactly. I don't understand what's I happening. I don't
0: understand. And then I became obsessed. And I had heard of Juilliard because it was a feeder school. I went to an arts boarding school. But I had heard of the theater program and I knew there were no academics. Right. I uh, auditioned. I did Importance of Being Earnest. Gwendolyn and I did uh, Strange Interlude, one of the most obscure, impossible O'Neill plays. And I didn't prepare a Shakespeare, which you were required to do. Is that part of the. And they almost were like, we can't even have you audition because you. And I I didn't know. I thought Oscar Wilde was classical. I didn't. didn't You're not
1: completely wrong.
0: He did live a long time ago.
1: But right. not quite. I mean, what that's how about. like
0: totally clueless. So just was. to
1: get super specific, mm-hmm. which may be irrelevant in the end, who even like guided you to those pieces, like instinctually? I did. For such I a did. I had seen
0: this O'Neill play, and then I read everything. I was I was always a voracious reader, and you got in. I did. I did not at first. Uh, Jennifer Ely got in. Who I had gone to boarding school with and really? knew and like loved, and she got in and decided to go to I can't remember where in London. She so you showed a up and just called yourself Jennifer, and I'm here, and, <laughs> and it worked. And I got a call on April Fool's Day, and I didn't believe them, and and then anyway, that's where I landed, and then I was, um, then I learned about acting, and met your husband, and met my husband. Were you in the same class? No, he was three years ahead of me. Okay. Yeah. But you guys have done
1: a fair amount of work together since then. Yeah. Is that something you like to do?
0: Yes. Yes, very much. And we get asked to do stuff regularly, but it's, you know, as parents, you can't both. It's hard. As I get older and, and, and a parent, and I think because also of the good fortune of getting to play a lot of Parts that I, I wanted to now for me to to do theater, but also not just for me to do it, but for me to ask you to give me two hours of your time, As which the is, a, is a very big deal. Well, not for
1: me personally. I'm happy too. Not for too, you because I love right? you. But maybe for someone, and there's or no. Whatever, place I'd rather be. you know. But, yes. but to
0: to engage with whatever it is that I'm talking about, to create that space in your life, to do that is a very large and meaningful request, and I yes. don't take it lightly. And uh, so, for me, it's not about just flashing my panties anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a a big. Thing and has a lot of meaning to me, and also to take that time out of my life to be away from my family right. for very little money. Right. Is, no, to lose um, money, basically. To basically at the end lose of the day. money. Yes. Um, so, unless it's an act of service. Which ultimately is selfish because it makes me feel better um and makes me feel engaged in the world and in a conversation.
1: What is your expectation? i've been we've been having you know, when we first started doing plays, people weren't bringing cell phones to plays, mm-hmm. right? It was yep. unwrapping their candy, talking yeah. and coughing. yeah, those were the kind of Frustrating behaviors that seem to get in the way of letting everyone enjoy the play sure. on some level.
0: And now, you know, it, it's just gone to a whole new level. This is my expectation. My relationship to the audience has changed so much because I think at a certain point I realized, oh, my God, I'm performing for the same people I've been performing for for the last 20 years. Meaning? The same people are going to the theater uh-huh. to see me. And... That's difficult. The nice thing is is there are certain theaters that I work at that that's not the case. But also I realized, oh, I have to revise my idea of who they are. Now who I perform for is people who are about nine to about 20. Like that's who in my mind I'm uh-huh. talking to. I'm not ready to write off the quote-unquote audience, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Um, I, I, I do believe that, you know, our life with screens and phones um, does create— Do you have any
1: rules in your house for
0: your son or oh, how you guys— We, we, <laughs> we try. How's it going? Uh-huh. You know, really, really so successfully. Fortunately, you know, my kid basically would rather draw. Then play a video game most of the time. It, it A lot of it is dependent on who's with him. Do you know the kind of hate mail I'm going to receive because you just said that?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My kid, if you oh. said he actually preferred to no, no, read. No, no, no. He's totally, totally like said. he will
0: absolutely play video <laughs> no, games. No, I know. I'm teasing like, you. wholeheartedly so and obsess you. over them. Yes. But if, if left on his own. And that's available to him. He'll probably draw. Right. I think everyone
1: will. I right. think, right, I think right. we just, we just don't put the paper out
0: anymore. Right. And
1: the, like, if you, if that's all that's there, happily. Right. Forever. And, and that
0: is something that we always have done. Yeah. It's like, the paper's always, because I like to draw. I mean, we yeah. have a lot of paper around the right. house. <laughs> Do you still draw or paint or kind of find? I do. Not, not, I, I go through phases. I, i I
1: long to do it. I want to just go back because it is a show that has become so of our time right now uh, with sort of a lion of an actor by reputation at Mm. the center of it, which is Kevin Spacey. Yes. Had you worked with him before? Did you have to audition
0: for House of Cards? I did. Um, I I read for it once for – I can't remember what part – At the casting office Mm -hmm. and really wanted it, really wanted it, Uh didn't get it, bummer. Then I was on this little island two hours off the coast of Maine making this little movie for Teeny, tiny five movie. cents, mm-hmm. Monhegan Island, which okay. is magical. But there are no cars. There's like almost no electricity. It's crazy. And I was there and I had, you know, I brought my little video camera in case because I was there for up. like two months right. in case I needed to audition. And I, and so I ended up audition, you know, making a lot of... And Cards was one of them, and I was asked to, I don't know, read a couple of scenes, and I taped myself, or, like, the gaffer came over right. and, like, ran the camera. Could you please? I'll buy a pizza. Exactly. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. Um, and then I got a call saying you got the job, and, you know, it's just for a couple episodes at the end of the season. And I was like, great. And my manager at the time said, you know, you can go on the computer – and watch it, and it's House of Cards, because I, I, I don't watch a lot of stuff, huh. Um, so you I just did. You make a lot of stuff. You don't have time to watch <laughs> it. You're just doing it. Uh, well, I, I went on, and I I I watched an episode, and I was like, I called my manager the next day, and I was like, this is so great. It's like, So do I have a British accent? <laughs> so I love that the art direction is so perfectly 1980s. It's genius. Like, like, oh my God, I was such a fucking dipshit that I... I literally, like, I watched the original. Yes. And thought that that the was. the source material. Yep. Which is great research. And I research. thought that's what right. I was doing. You're like, have Dunbar. Have a Dunbar. Morning, Governor. That's right. <laughs> Nowadays, Bill and I just tape ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we control our own auditions, Mm -hmm. um, which is something I enjoy because I have a fabulous actor. You're so lucky you're married to Bill Cam. So, you know, that's awesome. And also that way, you know, you can control what you look like. And at this age, that's important. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not 20 and bouncy, you know, I'm 46 and I, I need to see what the light's doing while I'm filming. So, so yeah, we took about I don't know, however many years ago we took a little bit of money and bought a really good camera, a really good light. And it looks and, proper. And it looks good. And, yeah. and that way too because of our lives because, you know, life is really busy and we have a kid. And Can you talk a little bit about Kevin Spacey and sure. what the world of that show is? I can't talk too – because I have so much fear because I, I find it all very frightening and, and each day that I work as a performer is really just about living – Staying alive <laughs> because yes. I often feel like I'm going to die because okay. it it's so intense okay. and scary and fun and great and yes. but it's very I, it's a very intense thing to me. Acting. I don't wear it loosely and lightly. I wish I did. Acting but it's or life? Acting. Okay. Acting. I mean both probably, but, um, but yeah, acting in particular. I think, I think I wear life much looser. Okay. But but I find what I do very intense and uh-huh. and. Because it involves other people and people make me nervous and I, I don't know if they'll like it. And right. so I make myself bulletproof. I work my ass off. And it's not like I'm a quick study. I'm not. Okay. It's, it's very arduous for me to learn lines. It but takes a it. lot of time. But I do it. Yep. And I, I learn them inside and out. So when I'm at work, there's no time wasted. It's it's, And I love to work. Right. I don't like chit-chatting too much, I'm I'm not really, I always bring a book when I'm working. You prefer I, solitude I, to the... I do, uh, but, but when I'm working, I right. love talking and, right. and working. So, when I, the first day I went, I had to question, I had to sit at a big conference table with Kevin, and I didn't know him. You didn't. Um, and you had read
1: with him? Nope. Did you meet with nope. him before this nope. moment? No, never
0: met him. Nope, never saw him. Hi, and Mr. Suddenly, that's correct. Uh-huh. He's across the table from me. And I know, you know, he's the big cheese. Mm-hmm. So um House of Kevin. That's correct. And I have about five pages of just me, pretty <laughs> oh much. God. Occasionally him saying yes or no, but pretty of much just you do. me. Great. So I just ran that shit like a it. motherfucker. Right. I was Nothing was going to be in your... I was tight. Right. And I came and I delivered and it was a good day and we shot it quickly and he was a happy man. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's also part of what I view myself as, is a facilitator for the group. Mm -hmm. Because I know that guy holding the microphone over my head has two kids that he wants to get home to. And, you know, this is a part of our life, but it's not our life. That's right. And it's something we're all participating in. So the more efficient I am with my work... uh, the, the better the experience will be. And when you're doing that on the first day and it's, you know, 10 minutes
1: yeah. of in a row without stopping and yeah. you're crushing it and doing it, are you... Were you able to kind of breathe and inhabit yes, it at the same time? Absolutely. And that's why your performance is so good. Well, and people are responding to it. And it because it has a really good editor.
0: It's yeah. really good editor. Yeah. And because he's fabulous. Kevin is so fabulous to play off of. Because the the thing about Kevin is everything that he does, when the camera turns around, he gives it just as much. Is that a happy set? A serious set? It is. It's a serious set. It's a focus set. Uh Um, But yes, it's definitely, you know, because we all, it's very cool as a woman to be there because I look around and normally, you know, I'm the only woman my age Mm -hmm. on set. It's just me or in rehearsal or whatever. And there, there's like. Five or six other women. Right. My There's age. Molly Parker and Yeah, and right. Robin. And, and has has she has Robin Issa Wright Davis Has Robin
1: Wright directed you yeah, yet?
0: Yeah, a bunch of times. That's yeah. And cool. she's fantastic. Amazing. She's fantastic. And Are you
1: interested in that?
0: Nope. Okay. No, okay. I, I so respect it. I think because I got so spoiled by working with some of the great directors. Yeah. I mean, you know
1: You've worked with Woody Allen, you've worked I have. with Noah Bombach, <laughs> you've worked with uh, the, the Cohen brothers, yeah. Stephen... Sp- Uh, Steven, a kid named Steven Spielberg. Uh, When you look at that list, or hear that list that I just mentioned,
0: but also in theater, you know, with Evo, Evo, and Garland Wright, and Michael Langham, and Sam Gold, Sam Gold, and you know, Joanna Colitis and Doug Hughes, and Dan Sullivan, and you know, quite a list. um, Yeah, I mean, yes. So I and I have so much. Because Respe- the other thing, too, is for me, I don't like, like, there exists, there's no comfort zone that exists for me. There's nothing, like, I don't, there's nothing I do that's like, oh, I, that's my sweet spot. This is my like, wheelhouse. I, nope, right. nope, it's all a free-for-all with me. I right. I don't fucking know. Right. I don't know. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. So, th- I'm in. That, th- yep, let's try it. Mm-hmm. So, um, because of that, uh, I think um, I am so... Needing of, and I love directors so much who take me where I didn't know I could go. Mm-hmm. And that's the joy for me, is when I learned something I didn't know, when mm-hmm. someone asked me to do something that I hadn't thought of, because I think of a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I work really fast and I cover a lot of territory and I come in really prepared. So I've already thought of a lot of shit. And when somebody then meets me and then says, try this, and I haven't thought, I am so happy. Yeah, Because that's what I need, is like I often think I'm a person that would have done really well as, a, like, a pioneer woman because I have so much energy and so much, like, extra energy and extra anxiety. If I had to chop wood and, like, mend the clothes and butcher the chicken and, you know, raise the children, if I was that, I think I would be a very relaxed, peaceful soul. So <laughs> I am going to try to
1: find some kind of reality project that involves that. Uh, <laughs> Marble on the Prairie. I will totally, totally, totally Totally look forward <laughs> to seeing that. I want to thank you so much for being here. I yeah, hope please. you will come back anytime to Little thank Known you. Facts. I'm thrilled that you came today. All right, I'll see you in Brooklyn. Fabulous. I'm Alana Levine. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review our show in the iTunes show page. Little Known Facts is recorded at The Hanger Studios in New York City.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.